Amy, what's up? I had a chance this week to travel, or sorry, travel, travel. down Main Street. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> where that conversation was going. I had an opportunity to visit three businesses this week that I have not been to before in my small town of Stetler. So it felt like I was a tourist in my own town seeing these new businesses. And it kind of made me think that there's more out there than I've actually seen already. So the exposure was really nice. And um, yeah, it kind of brought a, a fresh, refreshing taste of the town yeah, because we kind of hit the same spots when you and I go on Main Street. For yeah. Sure. And we have that, I the Festival of Lights, and that's where like all the businesses are open around Christmas. And that's when I hit up all the stores. Um, so I've been in, in these businesses on, like solely on that night. Yeah. So it was just really interesting for me um, because they were awesome. I had great reviews out of all three of these businesses that I just went to. Mm-hmm. So it was just a very hopeful moment where I think it kind of bleeds nicely into our episode today. Bleeds. I know. <laughs> Good segue <laughs> for what you're going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my my story is a little bit different. I was just thinking about like interactions that I've had with people. And this is this is just one of those iconic, hilarious stories I love to tell. So I was out at an event, like a work event with work friends, but like Everybody that worked in the division was there. So like acquaintances, people you might not like work with day to day. And we were sitting at a table for dinner and half of the table was my friends. And then there was just a couple people who worked for our division, but I didn't know them. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to find new like, faces, new faces, didn't like even know their names personally. So we're trying to find like common ground. Like what, what can we talk about that we can all have dinner conversation with? And we landed on books, which... Great conversation. Great. Love <laughs> books. Could talk about them all day. So everyone Proving to every other teacher you're reading. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Everyone's kind of piping in with their thoughts. And then the conversation kind of dies down a little bit. And I pipe up with, I love a good murder. This is, wait, this is like everyone else is dead silent, dead silent. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> They're all eating their food. Yeah. Like, no, no one's really talking about the books anymore. <laughs> And, but just opens up. It's like it's enough time that that the book conversation was still on the table, you know. But but could have segued to a new conversation. Yeah, enough space <laughs> that I didn't need to say that, you know. But I was saying it like like facetiously because I read a lot of thrillers, murder yeah. mysteries, and so I was like, oh, this will get a laugh, you know. I love a good murder. Nobody reacts. <laughs> Everybody just not like, even a pity laugh. Not even a pity laugh. <laughs> Nobody's even making eye contact with me. Heads are down, like nothing. I was like okay like that's kind of funny people like you could you could acknowledge it right um but I was like okay I'm just gonna glide past that and then the the one person that I don't know gets up from the table to go get like seconds and then all of my friends turn to me and they're like Alex he is related to someone who went to prison for attempted murder and I was like, oh my Ew. god, how was I supposed to know that? He probably thought I was like making fun of him or something. Like, I love murder. And he's like, let me tell you. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was just like, this is this is not the greatest uh thing I've said. <laughs> oh gosh. But your murder story relates yeah. well to our jar of questions. Yes, it's so exciting. We have uh, some friends coming on for jar of questions, so you'll have to local stay tuned. podcaster alert. Oh my gosh! This week's episode, though, not about murder. No, nope. not murder. 
Um, <laughs> we there love is it. no bleeding. We love murder. <laughs> we just are not talking about it. Um, it's a bit of like a vulnerable take. Amy and I were having a conversation just like personally on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying like, we need to turn the mic on for this. And I think we captured something good. Yeah, I think it's definitely a very open state of us sharing a thought process that I know that we're not alone in this process thinking about these things. So we thought this would make a great episode. It's very raw. Mm-hmm. It's um you'll you'll notice we like jump right in. Yes. So be prepared after the cow sound. Yes, <laughs> which we know is loud but we're not taking out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we kind of titled this, should I stay or should I go? I think everyone's been in this place at some time or another, and we hope yeah. you enjoyed the episode. Yeah. I, I feel like more grounded here than you because I know I want to be in a small center. So you want to be in a small location, smaller rural setting location. You yes. know this about yourself already. Yes. Great. And you don't know that about you? I said a great analogy the other day. I feel like the bag in American Beauty just drifting around, floating around, spinning right. beautifully. But do you think that's also because like you were just abroad and you came back and everything kind of got cut short in a way? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel very transient in a transient place yeah. right now because of obviously I had a great 2020 lined up for myself and now we're into 2021 and I'm still just like re-navigating day by day trying to sort through this shit yeah. and put some direction to my life so like one direction <laughs> well, yes <laughs> one um, direction like you're just stay here and then you're 33 and then you're 34 and you just stay here for me honestly like my mindset if I teach abroad that's not permanent so for me that's almost like time spent where I just get older and then I come back and I have to feel now I have to settle myself and you don't feel that way I did not never had I ever felt more connected and alive because before I left I knew I was itching for some kind of change Mm -hmm. I knew I was feeling that I was almost feeling like numb where I wasn't feeling anything and Mm -hmm. that was more scary than anything so taking this massive leap to uproot my life and live abroad for a couple of years was so meeting someone adventure traveling like I I just felt like I was right where I should have been when I did that mm-hmm. um so coming back right now and re honestly like inspiring to myself mm-hmm. in terms of navigating through all of this there's a lot of comfort behind it because the world is a chaotic place right now so there's a lot of comfort and having an open door to walk right into. Mm-hmm. I don't feel anchored. I don't feel like centered in one place at all right now. I like literally refer to myself as gypsy woman to mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because- You always have though. Yeah, even, even prior. Yeah. So I think maybe for me, my lifestyle, like I do get a bit of a thrill out of like a different scenery, a different setting, a new challenge. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of me. And even right now, like this setback has just been like, more of a constant evaluation of like, where is my next challenge? Where is mm-hmm. my next setting to pursue something? Right. But I am struggling a little bit because the redirection isn't as clear as it should be. And it makes it really hard, like you said, because you're not anchored in, in one way or another. 
then I think to myself, well, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to be anchored okay, here? So, like, what factors would make you feel anchored then? I think for me, like, if I had a reason to stay, I maybe if I had a partner, I would stay. Maybe if I had... Okay, now my question is, like, sure. is that not complacency then? Because, like, you're saying, like, everything else doesn't really matter until you have a partner. I didn't say everything else doesn't matter, though. Okay. Like, I'm not saying... Everything else doesn't anchor you. What's going to anchor you is a partner. It depends, too, right? Because here I was, like, my partner abroad. Yeah. I would have stayed for them. Yeah. I would have moved to their home country. Right. Because they weren't from there. So I think for the right people, absolutely. Okay. See, what I have such a hard time with is for me... I think I've even met people that felt like the right people and that wasn't enough. I have a hard time because I think I've said this to you before. Here's everything I need for myself to be happy. Well, number one, I need a huge support system of like family, friends and people that I know I can turn to. I want to be happy in my career. And I know teaching is a job I can go elsewhere. I like to have a place I can call home. And I have like this home that I've put so much love into. And then, yeah, I'd like a partner. It's like saying yes to a partner means I have to give up all of those things and start anew. And yeah, I will still have connections with these people here, but it's really hard for me to say like, yeah, you're enough for me to give up everything else I've built because I really felt like I've built a really good life here. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I don't know why I have to give that up for a person, but it's hard because I do, like, I do see my future with a partner. Mm -hmm. And for me, it doesn't feel fair that I have to give that up for someone else. I think it's the way you look at it, too. Like, see, like, to me, maybe I think about those things less, but it sounds like you, you're you finding a lot of, like, comfort in this surrounding that you've built for yourself already. And that's really valuable and important to yeah, you. Yeah, but I've, like, I've, I feel like I've been really independent in everything I did. And, like, it's, like, look at everything that I've done, and I'm happy. So why... Does that have to change? And knowing that I'm someone that doesn't love change. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's good because I actually find the analogy of like a blender and a lid. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of comfort when I was living with you because you are very much a blender. You're very sturdy. Or sorry, lid. I'm very much a blender. I actually, when I'm seeking partners out, I look for someone that can contain my madness and my like gypsy ways because you're very much, you're a very sturdy grounding person. Right. And I think for some people and myself, like we get a thrill out of going to new places, meeting new people, sleeping in different beds, like, you know, Mm -hmm. this rotation Mm -hmm. and circuit. And so, you know, I don't think it's for, not that I'm like, you need to uproot your life for somebody. I don't suggest that at all. For you, I think it'll come. I think for you, like you're doing all the right things. You're putting yourself out there. And like you love to share this lifestyle with someone else. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of like you're that person, I think, in your relationship that will kind of guide that person in your life. That will be like, come here. Let yeah. me make you a smoothie at 7 a.m. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, put zucchini in it and you're going to love it. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas like, I'm very much that person where I can see like, like seek out that adventure and somebody is trying to anchor me. Okay. So this is why I do think we make great podcast partners too. But here's the other thing, because I love meeting people and I love 
like yeah. going out traveling and adventure and new scenes but I like to return I'm like I like migration do you know what I mean mm-hmm. birds they fly away they come back yeah you absolutely know? like obviously we're both seeking partners in our lives at this moment mm-hmm. so where does that fit for dating do I move somewhere where I'm in a higher chance of meeting people? Yeah. Surrounding myself with more people I feel aligned with? Well, absolutely. But is it impossible to still meet someone in a small town? I think your pool is just honestly shallower, shallower in depth, right? You have less numbers. Um, like shallower, like literally less people to pick from. Exactly. Yes. You're walking like in a percentage. puddle. <laughs> yeah. No, you're but walking I, in a puddle, people. I, like I said this to you earlier, I think I've resigned to the fact that like, I'm not finding my person in Stellar, but I'm going to make them move to Stellar. <laughs> no. There you go. But, like, I, and again, like, I don't want to ask someone else to give everything up for me either, though. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. But I think that's a decision that they can make because I feel like I'm the other side of it. It's but, not that I'm like, I sometimes question. Amy. Are we like finding out that we are each other's perfect partner? <laughs> is this what's happening? Is this, I'm sorry. Is this... No, but seriously, Do like, you, will you marry me? <laughs> but I think we're on to something because here you are, you're like concerned about this other person. At the end of the day, that other person is looking out for the benefit of them. Right. I'm telling you this on air. My ex boyfriend. I do. I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. Stop turning back. The joke. <laughs> I would have moved and uprooted my life the last relationship I was in I was all in I was like yeah. I'm doing this even like talking about it I'm like don't get emotional Amy my number one rule is don't cry on air but the thing is is <laughs> not mine I can cry <laughs> <laughs> cry all you want the thing is is like that person will make that decision when they get there too yeah right? yeah but it is hard this is my other thing you said you're open to having relationships with somebody you know in a bigger center I'm like, oh, that sounds like torture to me, honestly. What do you mean? Well, like, I don't think I said those words. Like, I think I said, <laughs> like, like, okay, so I for example, we're here in Stellar. Yeah. And if you met someone that you align well with in Calgary, yeah, you could make it work from the get go. Not from the get. Like, I mean, what is my alternative? Just saying, yeah. no, I'm only going to date people from Stettler. Yeah. Well, there's like four people to choose from, Amy. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that. They always say, proximity yeah historically like you are dating like if we even look back to our grandparents age like how did they meet it was literally they were in the same neighborhoods and same street is so good and yeah. i don't know why i'm saying so good because <laughs> i am not in a relationship it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is always the thing that's in the back of my mind i get to like polarize because i'm fulfilled by my life i'm happy with my life i am content but there's this like nagging thing that's like i want a partner mm-hmm. and then i i have these two feelings where one it's like, no, Alex, you're like a strong, independent woman. You don't need to be happy without a partner. And then I think, why can't I want that? Like, most of my friends are coupled up. So I'll talk, like, they'll say things like, oh, your time will come. Like, it'll happen. Hate, like, low, Those close generic, phrases like you that. You love that. Like, gross. <laughs> Um, Wait till you have a really bad breakup. Uh, Those are when I, you really notice those generic phrases. Because I'm such a goal setter. I will like, heal all wounds. Oh, God, let me finish and see. <laughs> I, I go out and get what I want in literally everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm also intentional. Like, you all heard me. I have, like, a wiki how, how to make friends. Yeah. Why can't I be that intentional about a partner? I feel like when people, when I tell people, like, yeah, I'm putting myself out there. I'm giving them my intentions. These are my things. And, like, this is kind of, like, the next goal that I want. 
And people are like, you can't do that. Love just happens when you least expect it. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, I think you can be intentional about that. I've worked on myself to a point where I know who I am and I'm ready to take on like another person. Mm-hmm. These are all things we can do. Yeah. And I don't see what's wrong with that. And then I'm like, Alex, stop wanting a partner. And I just go back and forth like that. I love that you brought that up because I feel like I've had this conversation again with single friends all the time. They let this consume their heads so much. And then sometimes it can be like they doubt themselves and they go through like these cycles of like desire for a partner. I think we're all, to be honest, seeking some solid connection, some desire in our lives. And there's Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you want a partner. Yeah, you want to share your life with someone. Sometimes I think I like absolutely want that. And then other days I'm like, guess what? I like sleeping and I like no one knowing my schedule. And I just, I think there's a couple of things that are happening wrong, honestly, in the dating aspect. Not that I'm like, here's how you're doing it wrong. No, No, absolutely not. (laughs) No, I think you're actually like anyone who's putting themselves out there actively. They're on platforms to date people. It's like, obviously they're setting themselves up. What I'm actually seeing more is as I enter this world of dating is just people give up on each other so easily. Honestly, like you meet for a coffee one hour and you're like, nah, wasn't feeling it. It's like that person had one hour with you. How are you even supposed that? Like you didn't even get a false taste. You literally mm-hmm. licked the spoon. That's a, that's a weird analogy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. but you like, didn't both lick that spoon. I just, because yeah, <laughs> we are hopefully wearing masks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that analogy. It's weird. Spoon analogy out. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Bring it back to the nautical. <laughs> really anchored here and navigating you're dropping your anchor no (laughs) but I think people give up on each other so easily because think about the people you really love right now in your life think about your friends your family members your long-term people your brother dies yeah that's so cool to say why do you love them so much had all this time all this memory with them along the way did they irritate your soul absolutely Mm -hmm. like I think it's like we need to just meet each other for a while, get to know each other, mm-hmm. take a full sampling. Mm-hmm. Like the forks. <laughs> like the knives. Like the dinner plate. <laughs> um, it, like, well, like instant gratification. Instant gratification. Ghosting is so easy. Like, you know what I mean? People just like don't. Catching a first date through. is so oh. easy. Like you can. It is? A- well, no, but like. Tell me your ways. But see, <laughs> if you wanted to go on a date tomorrow, you could easily line it up. Right? Yeah, but if I want to go on a date with someone, I want to go on a date with. See, that's good. You're also having a lot of intention behind your date. Like you said that, right? Like, well, yeah, I want to spend my energy in in good places because I got shit to do. Yeah. And even if I don't got shit to do, I just want to relax. And like, that's the other issue, too, is nobody's got time for this. People are either fed up with people wasting their time. Mm -hmm. I am. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't have a lot of time. And then, yeah. But then that's not authentic dating, though. If you're like, Give me your stats right now. Need it. Want it. Tell me. Mm, not happy with it. Goodbye. Well, yeah. But not I, doing that either. No, no, no. But I know. But I'm just saying, like, I think that's the thing. It's like, right. here we are trying to seek out these, like, intentional, meaningful relationships. Yeah. Yet, you have to do this in one hour and prove it to me. So I'll give you a call back. It's like. A but, call back. But the culture is <laughs> You got so, the call back. <laughs> it's just so hard because it's like, people don't want people to waste their time. But they want to have these meaningful, depth conversations where they feel a connection it's like we can't have it all like let someone grow on you and like get a chance to meet them that's why I think when I read stuff out there about like great first dates oftentimes it's like 
it's like you're experiencing something together. Yeah. Because that's really where the connection's happening. It's not just like, hey, I'll meet you for a coffee and we'll just chat and exchange dating statistics and then like be on our way. It's what like what kind of dates have you been on? Might have been great. That's good. But like, have they progressed to second dates? Both times for you. Yes. yes. And third dates and fourth dates. And it's like and then it's like fifth dates. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, so it's like, and, and some people take longer than others, right? right? And like some people are really slow. And I think everyone kind of forgets that people are still working things out too. Yeah. And like, you might have a great connection with someone and they're, and they're just not ready. Not ready. That's and the shittiest place to I be. I know. It is. And it's so. I feel like now, like. We're, now we're just talking about dating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, part of me is like, Amy, I think you need to listen to what you're saying. Yeah. I do. I think I am a bit of a hypocrite. I think I can give better advice than I can live it. I think so too. You're giving great advice, but like, yeah, let me just I think... listen this back later on to myself. <laughs> right? Because I do, I do think I'm intentional because I don't, I don't like to waste energy on on people I I don't really want to spend time with. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and online, I have been actually like meeting some really genuine people and some people I'm still in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not really progressing to anything, mostly honestly, because it's like we're both in, in different places, like literally physically in different places. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone's happy where they are. Yeah. I think that is the challenge. And that's why I was surprised <clears throat> that you were like, I'm willing to start off a relationship with someone that doesn't live here. Because right, but you said all obviously that's not like ideal. Most like you're of my saying. relationships are with people that haven't been here, or they live further away. Yeah, and like I think that's a hard place. I'm very impressed when people can do that because again, if we're if it's communication and experience and relationships that we're seeking out, I guess I guess it really depends on your love language. Essentially, like for right. me, you know that physical is high on my list. Well, yeah. it's like you know, I'm it's only zero for me. <laughs> So it's like zero. Every time like, I take the test, it's zero. <laughs> zero. I score zero. You're like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I and my students are so good with that. They're like, can I give you elbow bumps? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes. We can bump elbows. Uh, <laughs> I know what some of my dating faux pas are. I'll be honest. What I so I have zero problem meeting people. Absolutely. Like I could, you could throw me anywhere and I will talk up everyone around weird Amy this is something I'm just learning about you (laughs) so I never have issues meeting people I think my experience is like online isn't great for me because I'm such a face-to-face person right and so I find I'll do this thing where it's like I love I have these cool connections if I'm online I love the banter and like you pick out the people who are picking up your humor and Mm -hmm. like you can have fun with it but I'm talking to way too many at once so then I get to this point where I'm just like this is I can't sustainably keep this up like right I'm literally like to be authentic in all of these conversations so then I get completely overwhelmed and I just like shut them all off and leave them high and dry yeah all of these people because I can't do it I'm like this is too much for me oftentimes just go to a place of comfort because Mm -hmm. I'm like oh like this is someone I already know and I have experience with and then I chat with them and then are they the best for me? Maybe not. And then I feel like I'm the one who's actually cycling through perpetually wasting people's time. Right. I'm the time waster, even though I argue like people waste my time. Don't waste my time. But I realize my cycle isn't great because I get like overwhelmed and then, but 
interesting enough, like along the way, it's like, I have had boyfriends, I've had relationships, meaningful relationships that have meant a lot to me. And how did I meet the last relationship? It was actually through a Tinder like yeah. experience. We were not sponsored by them. No, <laughs> we, they will after this one. They're going to be like, oh, wow. <laughs> Um, Will they? We're like, <laughs> it's really hard. We're not really dating people, and it's really confusing. help us, Tinder. <laughs> Give us a gold membership for free. <laughs> but we had communicated for a month, a month, and like that's a lot to say. So the people that you still continuously and like maybe I just get so turned off because I'm like, oh, this is too much. I can't like right. read out people sometimes, and then I'm having too much fun, and then I'm distracted, and then my life gets busy other places, and then I just. Right literally drop the ball on that one I'll just like walk away this ex-boyfriend's case it's like we met on tinder it was great and like we talked for a month he was still traveling when we met he was literally in Jordan at the time Mm -hmm. we had a connection I honestly thought I would never see him again because it wasn't like again I I'm the time waster I'm like I don't know kind of wasn't into it but it was him that was like kept asking to hang out like let's meet Mm -hmm. up again exactly the next day let's do this let's do that and and it was through all of those invitations and experiences that I was like yes I could have a relationship with this person because I had multiple experiences that led to that so but I like have a bit of a different take on like so please yeah no well no just like how how I kind of do because I I don't like talking to a lot of people at once like it does get overwhelming too and like um very so I just kind of, if I have a connection with someone online, I want to meet them, like, soon after talking. If not, like, oh, hey, how's your day, da-da-da, and we just talked for, like, two days or whatever. But if we're talking consistently for a couple days, then I want to meet them because I want to see how, like, the energy is in person, and then I go from there. I can text or whatever, and that's fine. You don't know what your energy is like in people. And that's when I tend to give the benefit of the doubt if, like, we just, like, meet for an hour for coffee. I'll be like, eh, I don't really know. Maybe I should see them again and, and see from there. And I like to like meet a couple times before I kind of make my mind up. But I kind of like follow like a case, you know, yeah. follow it till I feel like it needs to be like, yeah, I want to keep pursuing this or not. For sure. And then I go think, from there. Like you mentioned a really good point, which is you have to have that face to face connection, whether it's through Zoom or Google Meets. Yeah. You're having a virtual drink. Um or like you do get the chance to meet them in person. I do think that has to happen pretty quickly. Like even saying like talking for a month, that was pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Like I think we're kind of getting away from the point of our conversation, which is, I mean, when we talked about this, it's like, should I stay or should I go? Where we feel almost like the opportunities that we want are not in Stetler. Kind of centers down more for partners. I love my job. I love the community. I find a lot of comfort. Um, I do miss skip the dishes immensely. <laughs> I love getting door like food to your door. That's amazing. That's like the best city thing. And sometimes I also love like laundry mats. And I wish we had more door or service laundry mats in small towns. But whatever, that's getting past it. (laughs) I do feel I personally could anchor anywhere Mm -hmm. with the right person in my life. Um, I do think we're lucky because we do have a career that allows us to Mm -hmm. be anywhere. For you, that's a challenge because you love it so much. And you, if you had it your way, you would love to stay here forever and ever and ever, Mm -hmm. right? I think the conversation today was really challenging ourselves to think, 
is this the place for us? Is this the direction that I'm supposed to be in? Right. And for me, right now when I don't have a partner, I don't see a point in uprooting myself. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, I want to be in a small community. So if I'm uprooting myself, I'm just starting over in a new town with less friends at a new job where at a house I don't want to live at. You know? I can see myself being happy in other communities. Like, I make friends. Refer to episode whatever, how to make friends. At least Um, I know how to. (laughs) Yeah. Step by step, I can do it. No, I I make friends quite easily as well. And I enjoy being social and being with people. So I don't see a point in preemptively uprooting myself right now. But also, I'm coming on almost six years and I'm not progressing in the way that I want to. In only one area of my life, I progress in all the other areas. Right. I don't feel like I've outgrown Stetler, but I feel like it's not giving me, like, I've always said this, like, say I need five things to live, right? My house, my friends, my career, my family, and a partner. Well, I have four of those five things. And why am I uprooting myself for one thing? I think love can be romanticized, but I don't, like, I don't have that. Like, I have a more practical view on it where, like, love isn't enough. You need, like, trust and a lot of other things. Yeah. Sometimes I think, the, like you were said, it's like romanticized. Like, the grass is always greener on the other side. I think mm-hmm. looking on the outside, we're like, oh, isn't that beautiful? It's so lovely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's hard, too, right? It's never easy in any of those situations. I remember creating an analogy. Here I go again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully about... it doesn't involve cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> no cutlery. does involve a stool, a four-legged stool. Oh, right. And so I was saying, you know, we find all these things in our lives. So maybe it's our work. And it's our relationship and it's our, I don't know, like whatever you need, like, or or your home, right? That might be something for someone else. And it's like, we're always fighting for these stool leg chairs to all be there so that it can be balanced. Like it's tough too, because maybe you're just actually a three-legged stool. I don't know. (laughs) Tell me you're going to be single forever? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think you will because your desire to have a partner is very strong. Right. I think I'm worried for myself. My desire to have a partner is short-lived. Then why are you talking about uprooting yourself when you're comfortable in all other areas and then you're like, I don't even know if I have... For me, for the experience, for the thrill. Sometimes I think I'm like, maybe I should just pack up my bags and work with the the rhinos that are almost being extinct at these sanctuaries. (laughs) Like, I was like, how cool would that be? That'd be so neat. But again, am I setting myself up to meet people? I don't know. And then... Is that your goal, though? Exactly. Like, is that what I want? So, I don't know. So, I always spend time thinking about these things. And right. even, like, I wish I had my answer. I wish someone would even tell me, you know? Yeah. This is where you're going to end up. This See, is where you're I don't want to necessarily want someone to tell me. Because I went to a psychic one time. And a lot <laughs> of things happened from that. And I still am, like, coming up on an anniversary of something. And everything else happened. But was it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Don't get a cat, people. Don't get a cat. That's what I'm going to say. She said I was going to meet my partner in New Zealand in my 30s. Now I'm like, do I go to New Zealand? Okay, full disclosure about psychics. Like, I love it. I think it's such a reflective tool and process. Why did I get a cat? Because you listened to your psychic. No, because it showed up in my life on February 1st, like she said. As soon as you walk in, they're like, everything that I say in here could change the minute you walk out of the door. Yes. Yeah, because psychics are real. (laughs) I still got a cat. But I still, like, love the process. It's just so fun to, like, reflect on. 
and like it just gives you something to think about really like that's yeah. that's where i think the real takeaway is right where the real magic is yes <laughs> yeah absolutely right. absolutely right. should i stay should i go that's a great conversation i think we're not the only people out there having this conversation yeah it is a little bit vulnerable to even you know come out right and say these things i know especially for me and yeah time where you know i am trying to figure out where i'm going to be next year do you just like go with the flow in that too? I feel like kind of contradicting in a sense because you're like, oh, I love the adventure and the experience. And then you're like, hey, it's hard for me to plan this. Do you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? That's like two, different, two totally. different sides of the coin. I think where I try to pretend to be a lid to my blender ways. Yeah. Because someone has to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I do, like, I do, like, I, I think any good educator kind of always like, you're so planned and you're organized and you're thought out. But at the same time, if anything, 2020 taught me, <laughs> it was like, things don't go necessarily as planned, you know, like, you have to roll with those punches that are coming. So as much as I can plan and anticipate and maybe make decisions for myself moving forward, I am still behind there thinking, are these the right decisions? Mm -hmm. That's why I asked that question last time was like, how do you even know that you're making the right decisions? Right psychic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 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 <laughs> deep thought it's time for jar of questions okay we have for today's jar of questions local podcasters tara and michelle from murder and Malo. if you haven't heard them they are a podcast looking at murder and crime and following different fictional stories, real, actually I should say fictional and non-fictional stories. And they jump on air chatting more about that. So check them out, Murder Merlot. <laughs> and we have a question for you. Under what circumstance would you commit murder? I guess I will go first here. This is an excellent question, by the way. And this is Tara speaking. Um, I feel like actually this has been uh, a question that we've kind of thought about quite a bit recently with our recent cases that we have um, discussed. They've been kind of home intrusion cases. And so I've had reoccurring nightmares about this. But if <laughs> I believe if, if somebody were to break into my home and threaten myself, my husband or any of my loved ones, honestly, I I would justify that it would be okay to commit murder at that point if it was myself or my family or them I know which one I would choose don't yeah. break into her house yeah. no <laughs> don't do it 10 out of 10 would not recommend <laughs> I, I have it planned out in my head <laughs> oh my gosh uh, that's called premeditation okay <laughs> that out loud. Uh, yeah you could cut that out no <laughs> yeah. and what about you Michelle kind of along the same lines but if anybody did anything to my kids if somebody murdered my kids or assaulted my kids like I don't think I would be able to stop the mama bear mm -hmm. yeah yeah yes. Michelle is a fierce mama bear so. <laughs> yeah. yeah watch out yeah I'm very, very figured... protective about all of my loved ones but my kids especially yeah yeah and that makes sense I figured I, when I was thinking about it I was like I'm sure Michelle would have something to say like regarding her children mm -hmm. which makes sense 
Well, I don't have children, Michelle, but that was my response to like, I was like, you come for my kids. I'm coming for you. Right. Absolutely. So (laughs) yep, mama bears unite. (laughs) Honorary all my unborn children. I will murder someone if they come for them. And it like makes sense as a teacher too. Cause like, you know, when someone did their child wrong at school, they're like, what's up? Like, let's deal with this. I'm like, right. We got yeah. you. Like, yeah. <laughs> what about you, um, Alex? Well, I was thinking, like, I wasn't thinking necessarily specific circumstance, but I think it would be like a crime of passion. Like, I don't see myself planning something out in a circumstance where I'm in danger, or I could see it like I'm being attacked and then it being like a accidentally while I'm defending myself, like that kind of thing, rather than like vendetta y. Um, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's kind of crime of passion. Love that answer. Yeah. I, thought we were, I was like wondering if we were going to get any, like somebody's done me wrong. Cause Alex, <laughs> like, is that like almost a crime of passion? If somebody like did something heinous towards you, you're like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> well, I think it would be in the heat of the moment though. Like, I don't know because, because I'm just thinking of me, like I live alone, don't have children. I only have plants. Um, so <laughs> if, if it's happening, it's in the moment, not like now I'm coming after you because you didn't water my spider plant. <laughs> <laughs> she okay. just doesn't want to be pinned for first degree murder. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> well, I guess it kind of shows the, like, we were kind of thinking this is kind of like a dilemma question. It kind of shows mm-hmm. like the moral behind your own character, right? like what you would really do in a reaction. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you, uh, like, could the two of you give us like just a little snippet of like what your podcast is about from your perspective, if our listeners want to hop onto yours? We call ourselves a true crime book club podcast. So basically what we do is pick a true crime book. We cover the case in full detail for those that don't actually read along with us, because that's a lot of books to read. We, we get that not everybody will read all of them. So we have a lot of listeners that just want to tune in for the story. So we tell the story of the case, um, and then we have a separate book club episode where we really go through the book itself. We talk about um, the writing, the author, um, and all of that. And in between our main episodes in our book club, we kind of have filler episodes that are the morning news that just are, they're kind of our mini episodes to give us some time for our big episodes. And we talk about true crime cases that are happening in the world. So it's super fun. And we drink wine while we do it. So yeah, it's a big part. It's very important. (laughs) So one of my friend's moms like wrote in, she's like, I normally never listen to um, kind of podcasts, like fun podcast culture Mm -hmm. society. And she's like, I'm enjoying Amy and Alex's company. And she was like, I'm more into uh, murders and crime. So I was like, this one's going to be for her. She'll enjoy yes. Come on over. Shout out. Yeah. That's fantastic. And actually, yeah, with you guys too, I've been listening to you a lot. And it's like, this is so different than my, what I normally listen to, but it's actually quite refreshing. Imagine totally. that. <laughs> you don't yeah. immerse yourself in murder and dark things all the time. It's, it's refreshing. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm. I've been loving you guys' episodes too. I've just been such a good palate cleanser. I've, I've got like mm-hmm. a little bit of time that I need to get something done in the house. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to listen to Alex and Amy. Go. Yay. That's awesome. awesome. Thank we you. Love, we love yeah. hearing yeah. that. And also supporting other local ventures such as yourself in the podcast industry. Who so where can, um, where can our listeners follow you? 
you can find us on Podbean, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can listen to your podcasts. We also have an Instagram, uh, Murder and Merlot Podcast, Facebook, Murder and Merlot Podcast, Twitter, Murder and Merlot, Merlot One. one. <laughs> yes. And Wait, we have a TikTok that I don't what? post that often, but I do like TikTok. We Work. will be following you. Perfect. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us today for Jar of Questions. Thanks for having us. Thank you.